Thanks for tuning in to Spill It. We love having you here. Our mission is to give you a glimpse into the performer's mindset and uncover what it takes to harness, control, and use our personal skill set to achieve ultimate success. And now, please welcome your host, the nunchuck spinning, roundhouse kicking, backflip flipping, Akayo Samson! In this week's episode, we've got Danny Atkin. Danny is a world champion martial artist from Larchmont, New York. He holds over 40 world titles in sport martial arts and represents Team Paul Mitchell. Danny is a world-class tricking athlete sponsored by Adrenaline Worldwide. He has taught seminars in 10 countries and has several elite-level students. He has his own signature nunchuck line in Century Martial Arts, which is sold worldwide. He is currently a student at the University of Southern California and is majoring in business administration and minoring in psychology. If you've wondered about the world of extreme martial arts and could use an injection of inspiration, then this is the episode for you. Danny, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Now let's dive right in. Now I know that you have 40 world champion titles. You represent Team Paul Mitchell. You're sponsored by Adrenaline. You, and you have your own nunchuck line with Century Martial Arts. Now, what hurdles did you encounter while getting to where you are today? So many hurdles, too much to even count. You know, every single day there's a hurdle. But yeah. uh, I think at the end of the day, what you got to do is just keep pushing forward. And even though that there's so many hurdles, um, you know, so many little things, mindset things, mm-hmm. um, even things like uh, at the beginning, I didn't have a dojo to train at. I'm just kind of figuring out places to train mm-hmm. and, you know, calling different people to figure that whole situation out. Um, you know, not really having too many training partners yeah. and by not too many, like zero. Um, that's always one oh. thing. So, uh, yeah, there's so many little things along the way. Um, tournaments that I didn't do good at and, you know, bouncing back yeah. from. So, yeah, a million things. But, uh, yeah, it's part of the process. <laughs> Now, were the solution to some of these hurdles obvious or were they kind of hard to find? You know, as far as competing and getting results, sometimes they were not so obvious. But I would say in general, a lot of the times they actually were pretty obvious. But I think that there's a difference between something being simple and something being easy. And even though there's a, a simple solution a lot of the times, uh, those simple solutions are very hard to do and take a lot of time. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, yeah. Now, how did you get started in martial arts? Talk me through it. Uh, it was a pretty funny story. I actually started, I saw a commercial on TV when I was about four years old, and there were kids jumping over pads and doing Ooh. all this stuff, and there was a hip-hop beat in the background, <laughs> and I thought it was a hip-hop class. So oh, I really okay. wanted to do hip-hop because I thought that was cool. And then I asked my parents to please sign me up uh, for this this um, this class. I still remember the number um, one eight hundred fifty two Tiger. I told my parents, "You got to sign me up." And I went there. I found out it was martial arts, and uh, it was a pleasant surprise. And I ended up falling in love with martial arts, even though I thought it was hip hop at the beginning. <laughs> wow! Just it's amazing how all these top people and just all things have such different backgrounds and some of them are just quite funny and some of them even random 
that just mm -hmm. makes me laugh. Yeah, uh, it, it, definitely a pretty random one. Yeah. But I'm glad that it turned out the way it did. Yeah. Now, you kind of already mentioned it already, but why did you choose extreme martial arts over traditional? So at the beginning, I actually did different types of martial arts. I started off with very traditional karate, and that was the first thing that I uh, competed with. It's called Kyokushin Karate, which is, you know, old school Japanese. Yeah. And then I did uh, some point sparring with that too. And then I went to a tournament and I saw some people just tricking for fun. And I thought it was so cool and I really wanted to do it. And so eventually I got involved with that. And, you know, there was a period of time where I was doing eight divisions. I was doing all the traditionals. Oh I was doing God. creative. I was doing point fighting. I was doing uh, extreme. And then, you know, over the years, slowly, I would say, okay, you know what? Creative, I don't need to do creative. That's like my one division. I'll give myself a rest. And then uh -huh. it would just go, okay, I'm going to take out traditional forms or I don't like fighting that much. And then, you know, before you know it, I'm left with just uh, extreme forms and extreme weapons, you know? <laughs> so uh, that's kind of how it worked out. I think it really boils down to two things. One is I thought it was really cool. I loved it. I had so much fun doing yeah. extreme over the other types. And the second one is I just had a natural talent for it, I think more than the other things. And yeah. so when you put two and two together, uh, it just was the way for me to go. And I think that it's really good that you're able to kind of see where your strengths are and where kind of your weaknesses are, because I struggle there and I'm sure a lot of people do. So it's really good. Uh, and who are some people who inspired you along the way? Um, so many teachers, you know, I really, I'm of the belief that there's no such thing as somebody that's self-made because along the way, there's so many people that helped yeah. you out, you know, without, without the people that have helped me and my teachers and my teachers can be somebody who are, you know, real like senseis and coaches, mm -hmm. but also just friends or, uh, you know, just people that inspired me for any reason. Those are all teachers and they're the ones that have really helped me and inspired me and given me the mindset that I have. And, you know, so I, everything is because of my, of my teachers, um, whether direct or indirect. Um, but a few to name are one, my coach, Matt Emig, he really helped me, uh, get into extreme from the very beginning and going along, uh, back to the first question that you asked about like the different hurdles. Um, I think a big reason why a lot of the times the, the answers to my questions, uh, or to my, you know, mm -hmm problems or whatever yeah. when it comes to competing or getting results that I would want. Um, the reason why they were so simple is because I had a coach that was already there and he led me uh, on the right path. So I didn't have to do any guessing of what I had to do, but I had an expert that told me this is what you have to do. And then I just, uh, you know, I, I take shelter of that and I, and I yeah. just trust them. And um, so definitely Matt Emig, and then, you know, I'm sure everybody says this, but I really do believe it. My parents have been a huge influence for different reasons. My dad is actually a professional musician. He's a trumpet player. Um, and even though that might seem very different from martial arts, you know, I see him practicing every single day. He's extremely disciplined. He has an extreme attention to detail and perfection. And that's really inspired me. And then my mom is also like very driven and she just uh, very motivated and like just gets yeah. the ball rolling. And then so you combine those two things. And, you know, I think that's yeah. a, a very good recipe for success. <laughs> so I, yeah. I have something to thank to my parents. 
That's really nice for you to say. Um, and now let's change it up a bit with our first spilled segue, which is a speed round of Would You Rather. Uh-oh. Three questions <laughs> and 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I'm 30 seconds per answer or total? Uh, total. Okay, let's do okay. it. Okay, you ready? Yes. All right. And go. Okay. Would you rather end all war or end world hunger? Hunger. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have Iron Man or Doctor Strange on your side? Iron Man. Good I don't know Doctor Strange, so oh. <laughs> I've never watched this stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Would you rather be fluent in all languages or master every musical instrument? Languages. I got the same answer when I was going through these. I completely completed the answers. <laughs> Now, what's a common myth about extreme martial arts you would like to debunk? Yeah, this one's tough because I don't know what the myths are, honestly. I mean, I could I could just say some. Do you have any? What are your myths? What do you think that, you know, are, are some certain conceptions about extreme martial arts? You wouldn't use martial arts in a fight or it's not going to take you anywhere. A lot of people will say that it's not useful. There's no point and kind of all that stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you're not going to do a spear chop punch in a fight, but, you know, you're not going to drop down to a horse stance either in a fight and do a traditional kata. That might even be worse. Um, so, you know, I think <laughs> it's all it's all an art, right? That's the whole yeah. thing that we're doing. It's martial arts. So it's not just all about fighting True. somebody. True. I never actually thought um, of it like that. Traditional Ooh. has its own thing. Sure, you can do like the bunkai and, and have somebody there and, you know, maybe you don't have that in extreme, but it all stems from martial arts movements. And I think yeah. that the skills that you get from extreme, including the precision, the balance, the strength, oh, God, um, just the agility, like so Ooh. many different things that you get, you know, I'm sure that those give you uh, some pretty good base level skills to do well in a fight. I think yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I look at it. What advice would you give someone who's wanting to pursue a martial arts career similar to your own? I would say number one thing, it's a, it's kind of a big decision to make, but it's the most important one and it's get a coach because the coach is going to be the one that guides you through this whole process because I'm just telling you, you can't just guess of what to do. You can't just like assume, oh, I think I'm going to do my technique like this. Like you need a real authorized person to show you what to do in different set in different situations on the mat and off the mat being there to strategize with you help you with so many things along your journey so i think if you're really serious about it uh getting a coach is the best thing that you can do for yourself what are the best resources that helped you along the way best resources my coach <laughs> video camera and a mirror those are the best resources for sure and that's as far as getting better you know, kind of going back to the last question, what would I recommend? I would recommend just upping your skills. That's the best okay. thing that you can do. And the coach is a way to do that. But that we got to remember, that's what we're really trying to do is up our skills and become the yeah. best that you can be. I would say that those three things definitely help me out a lot. You know, like I said before, the coach helps with everything. But then videoing yourself when you do your training, you know, you can take time to set up your phone. Now we have phones that are, have yeah. really nice cameras. <laughs> yeah. And I remember when I was first training, I used, uh, it was called like a flip camera. I think it was called. Oh. And that was like this. Yeah. It was really cool back in the day. Cause it was like this little camera that was uh, probably the size of a cell phone. And 
it could shoot HD videos. And so that was huge. And I used to use that to video myself. And then I would just go home, upload it to my computer and then watch my training. And then you can be your own coach a little bit too, or you could send that to your coach or whatever. And then just like having the mirror, I think in your dojo, yeah. when I was, uh, I've moved since, but you know, when I was a little bit younger, I had just mirrors, in my room, my bedroom, I just put mirrors like all along the side of the wall and I would just like practice in front of the mirror. That's and, a lot uh, of mirrors. <laughs> so it, was, it covered a whole, well, I mean, it wasn't oh the biggest my. room in the world, but it covered but the wall of the room. That's, that's still a lot of mirrors. Definitely. Yeah. It was like, I think like four like panels, like pretty big oh panels. My God. Like that. And uh, yeah, I would just go and like practice there. But I mean, most karate schools or Taekwondo, whatever, they yeah. have uh, mirrors there. So mm-hmm. take advantage of that. And then actually I'll add a fourth one there. You know, the internet is a beautiful thing. We can look and study so many different uh, people. YouTube is amazing. Uh, You can watch so many great martial artists and you should study it like your classes at school. This is just another subject of your life. So, and then we also have even newer sources like, um, like adrenaline is one that is such a great resource. Thousands Mm -hmm. of different videos thousands of tutorials from the best athletes, the best sport martial arts and tricking athletes in the whole world, teaching you every single move. You know, that's another investment that is going to pay you back so many times with your uh, skills. So I would have definitely been on that if um, that was a resource for me back then. And I'm still, and I'm, and I watch it still now, you know, I I, I would love watching the tutorials. So Mm -hmm. so many great resources out there. We have so many different resources now. Like the possibilities are endless. Now, uh, what's the best compliment you've ever received in the martial arts world? For me, the the biggest compliments are things that have you know changed people's life. I remember one very distinctively. Um, this this girl, she she came up to me and Aiden at a tournament, and she said that you know. I asked you guys before if I should compete in this tournament and like today I got this, this, and this. And the only reason why I'm here is because you told me that I should come to this tournament. And I was like, dang, that's just so amazing. Like I'm, I'm so like grateful that I could have inspired somebody mm-hmm. to you know, come in and try to better themselves and put themselves out there. So that was one that stood out to me. Um, but there's other ones, you know, people saying that, Oh, like, you inspired me to try this move and I landed this or that tip that you gave me like help me or something like that yeah you know those are the ones that I remember so anything like that I I love those yeah a couple times people like actually wrote me letters and sent it to me like saying how like I've inspired them with martial arts and like those are just like super amazing I still have them to this day and I'll like always have them so what would you say is probably the biggest reason for people to give up there's a lot of reasons and I think it depends on everybody's own you know psychology uh for why they give up but I think a couple of them that are very common is one they don't know their why they don't they haven't really determined why are they even doing this in the first place because if you haven't really come up with that as soon as some different roadblocks come your way it's gonna be like why am I even doing this like I'm just gonna (laughs) not do it that's just much easier a couple other ones I think are not realizing that there are going to be roadblocks. And I think sometimes it takes a little bit more work than 
we think. Like, for example, let's say you have a tournament coming up in three months and you train really hard for three months uh, every day. And then you go to the tournament and then you don't get the, the place that you want. You know, a lot of people, instead of pivoting and deciding what they could do, they think, oh, well, that was my goal. and I didn't achieve it. So I'm done. But, you know, that's that's not really the goal. You know, that's just that was just one thing that happened. You know, I think once you hit those first roadblocks, even after doing all the so-called right things, I think realizing that even if you do the so-called right things, that doesn't automatically mean that you're gonna, you're destined to get the result that you want or not want. Um, and you have to keep going from there. So those are a couple things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think one more thing too, that I think is really important having, having our goals like too external, you know, like at a tournament, we guilty. actually, yeah, totally it's, and it's so easy to fall yeah. into this because at a tournament, when you really think about it, who's in power of the results, you or the judges, it's the judges, right? So yes, we can do everything to try to get the judges to be in our favor. But at the end of the day, you know, think about our goal. Like how is it our goal to get somebody else to do something, right? That like kind of, there's something a little bit off on that. When you put it like that. Yeah. It's like, I'm trying to get somebody to, to flip a card the way that I want them to without telling them to do it, you know, and we can influence them. Yeah. (laughs) with our skills and we should try to do that and try to be so good that we influence them to give us the scores that we want but at the end of the day I think if we could change our goals to actually becoming better in our own eyes rather than being so fixated on the externals although you can have those as you know certain like posts to say okay I got this I'm getting third place I used to get fifth place that means that objectively and other people's eyes, I'm making improvements and I can see that with myself. And that's awesome. But if we only have the goal of a result and and we lack that goal of actually improving and seeing that personal growth, then you're set up for failure because you're going to get discouraged. But at least if you got better, you can say, I rock that form or "I, I got better at this one aspect, even if you did mess up and you can still be motivated by that to continue. And thank you for saying that because I'm, I've been there uh, when I was first starting out. It was definitely when I wouldn't get like top three, it almost felt like hurtful in a way, mm-hmm. really hearing it from other people who have also been there. Like it, in a way, it makes it feel kind of silly because we really are in control of our form. And if we've done our best, then that's all that matters. That's all you can do, right? In general, we should be making more to be goals than to do goals. You know, we should have a to be bucket list. Can I be the person that trains consistently, you know, win or lose? Can I be the person that is actually focused on getting better uh, with my own skills that I know personally, rather than, because sometimes you can get, you can get into this like little cockiness thing where you don't really practice that much. And then, you know, you go to the tournament because you kind of assume that, yeah, I'm going to get these results. Like I got this. Uh, and maybe some people can't relate to that, but you know, it's definitely out there. I've definitely fallen into that trap before, but those are the times that you actually set yourself up to defeat when you have that big success and you get a little cocky. And then uh, yeah. those are the times where you really got to be on your toes to get back to the mm-hmm. gym and continue training harder than ever with that target on your back. Yeah. Be, be a real athlete, train like an athlete and um, 
you know, just be focused on your own growth rather than the results. Although I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't matter, but I'm yeah, saying you no, have I get what you're saying. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, having the to be bucket and that's actually something you can do during quarantine. Like just make yourself a little to be bucket and just check off whatever you have in there. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's and now idea. what was, yeah. What was your best failure and what did you learn from it? My best failure. See, this is another one. I just like so many failures over the years, yeah. like countless times I've been defeated countless times. I've like been discouraged yeah. You know, what am I doing? We all have those times. And of course, I think even a lot of people at some point, they question, especially if you dedicate like a big chunk of your life to this. Uh, I think everybody goes through that phase where they even question, is this what I really want to be doing? You know, I think just realizing that even the best people have those times it shows you the bigger picture of things, you know, to keep going through. Yeah. Countless, countless miseries and uh, countless times of failure. I can't even I can't even go into one of them. There's just too many. You know, that really sums it up. And that's really for anybody is at any type of high level. Mm -hmm. And what you mentioned there, um, how everyone's went through that phase where they question kind of, is this what I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that, because recently during quarantine, I was there. I was kind of concerned. I didn't know what the direction I wanted to go. And I'm sure other people have felt like that just in their lifetime or especially right now because of our situation. We can't go out and train with all of our friends. 100%. Yeah. All right. And now let's move on to spill it segue number two called Teach Me Anything. I was super excited for this one. All right. It's pretty straightforward. I'm going to set the timer for five minutes. Your task is teach me something I didn't know. All right. Are you ready? I'm so ready. All right. Go. I'm going to teach you how to hand whistle. What? Like that. Oh my God. I remember trying to do this a while ago. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I got you. Ready for this? All right. Okay. So you're going to take your hands and you're going to go like this. You're going to clasp them together. Like, so, like this? Like you're, yeah, oh, like, okay. uh, yeah, like that. Okay. And the key here is you have to make sure that there's no holes anywhere. Okay, so you got to tighten it up, make sure there's no holes. Then you have your thumbs like this, making oh a little God. hole right there. Okay, wait. So your thumbs, yes, like that. Okay. And now with this tiny hole right here, you put your lips on it. And you, you have to do that. Oh my God, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay, and then so you got to play around with... We go here, we have a uh, like, tiny pocket in the middle. Tiny pocket. All right. And um, now it looks like you've got one thumb on top of the other thumb right now. So you got to even that all out. Yes. Good. Right, you got to get the knuckles go. right next to each other like that with the thumb. Oh my God. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All right. It takes, it's, a, it's yeah. a process, but now you have a, a musical instrument at any time. <laughs> yeah. A hand whistle. And then you can even do, you know, some calls. Anything you want to do, you can do it on the hand whistle. Uh, I'm just going to clap here for a second. Yeah. So can now I you have the tutorial. And now all of the uh, viewers can go home, practice the hand whistle. So now you have a new instrument. Something so simple is yet very difficult. Yes. Okay, I I'm, I'm trying this again. All right. Does, yep. does this look right? 
All that right. Correct. And you literally just blow into the little like pocket. Yeah, pretty much. And then you got to play around with the the size of the hole. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe you know maybe you don't go maybe you don't go so hard, but you can just you know loosely try to make sure that there's no little holes anywhere. That's the main key. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to work on this. I think you're going to have to work on it. And then oh, totally, and then, totally. You know, we'll, we'll all see it. I think all the viewers are going to be excited to <laughs> see you do a nice, nice song. Yeah. This day, is maybe on a future, future oh, completely. podcast. I'm going to have to, like on a future podcast or just on a, like an Instagram post. I'm just going to have to try this hand whistle. I think that your theme song, because that's the next thing that you need. You need a theme song for the podcast, and you can personally do it with your hand whistle from the first or from my podcast, right? How amazing would that be? Now you're speaking. Now we're getting creative. Uh, yeah, now we're getting real creative. Actually, that'd be a lot of fun. How many takes it would take, though? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to try this one more time. We have one minute left. Okay. I believe in you. I believe in you. So, there's no pockets that I can see. Um, Good. Knuckles are together. Good. That one felt closer, though. That one was definitely closer. Yeah, you can feel it vibrate a little bit, right? That means that you're on the right track. I'm getting there. I'm getting somewhere. Yes. How long did it take you to do this? Maybe a couple of weeks or something. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that was something. Uh -oh. There is the timer. Okay. I guess Sorry. I failed as a teacher then. <laughs> well, I learned, so I'm just going to have to practice this over the next few days and try. But see, Perfect. now I know the form. Now I know the proper form. You know the form, <laughs> you know the process. Now you just got to execute. Now we're going to talk a bit about our current global pandemic. Yes. Now, how have you been holding up during this whole situation? You know, I think it's hard for everybody, this whole yeah. situation. You know, I'm not going to say that... Uh, Oh yeah, it's like I'm I'm perfectly, you know, fine and normal because everybody's having problems. Definitely don't think that everybody's not because uh, everyone has, you know, varying degrees of yeah. difficulties and I think that this pandemic it, it it kind of forces us to reflect a little bit and be alone okay. with our own thoughts. And I think for a lot of people that's actually a really good thing even though it can be a hard thing yeah because we have all these plans right we have all these things that we want to go do and like these big aspirations and then this little microscopic bug declares war on us and there goes all of our plans right <laughs> so now we're just set, uh, we're, now we're just alone with our our yeah. thoughts and uh <laughs> at home and you know maybe even quarantine for some times so i think that you know it's definitely a time of reflection and um, you can use this to your advantage. I've been holding up just because of a couple things. Like one is like, I've just been really working on myself, trying to get some more wisdom, you know, a little bit more knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I've just been doing a lot of reading and I meditate every single day. And I also have some really great friends too, that, you know, are, are really uplifting. Yeah. And I'm just super happy to be in, in a good community of people. And, you know, between those three things, I'm doing okay. And is there anything in particular, like any activities or anything like that that you've done to... To, like, you know, stay sane? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I was trying to avoid that. I don't want to make it seem like someone's going crazy out there, but... All right. I think people are going crazy, though. You know, <laughs> I think people are going crazy. So many people are. And that's, like, 
the new norm, but I think that we can, if we, uh, if we want to, and we put a, have a little bit of discipline, we can actually really develop like an inner peace mm-hmm. that we might've not even had before. Cause it was always in the background, you know, but we, we get, we have all these distractions by going to do all these things, going to school, meeting this person, playing this sport, doing this thing. And we like throw up all these things. And it's kind of just like these little quick distractions. And in the background, the whole time we have these underlying things with us. And now that we're in quarantine, they're coming out and we have to actually deal with them. So I think that for some people that is maybe making them, you know, really reevaluate and and bringing them into certain states of mind that you know, or maybe a little bit low. And I think that's just part of this time. But I think that you can grow from it if you want, if you choose to. Mm-hmm. Like kind of evaluating stuff is not totally a bad thing. Own like mindset and stuff. Mm-hmm. Having yeah. to kind of take a step back, pause, and just kind of look at everything you've done, everything you're going to do, or you had planned. Totally. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's canceled. a great thing. And I think that, you know, this is a time that we can learn to just be grateful for what we do have. Yeah. You know, I think that it sounds a little bit to a lot of people. It's like, dude, like all my plans got ruined. Like everybody's getting sick. Like there's so many things to not be grateful for, but if we can learn to really appreciate the situation that we're in, especially us living in America, uh, if, if you're lucky to have, you know, enough money to, you know, even, even keep going during this time, that's so much to be grateful for. And I think it's putting things in perspective. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, like I didn't go to my graduation or something like that. Yeah. But then contrast that with some actual problems that people are having, well, you know, in, in other parts of the world or even mm-hmm. people in poverty in, in America. And I think it puts things in perspective a lot too. So yeah, it's a good time to think about those things. And you're totally right on that aspect is there's so many negative things. And I feel that's what a lot of people focus on. But it's important, especially right now, to focus on the positives and what what we can do and what we get to do because of, well, the pandemic. Of course. And how has that kind of affected your martial arts career and your education? Martial arts career uh, definitely did. You know, I'm, I'll be transparent. A, a, a big part of when I came home. I was like training outside and stuff, but then as it gets colder, it gets a little harder to do that. I think there were, there were times or phases where I'd get really motivated and train a lot. But then even in the pandemic, there were definitely some phases where um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I wasn't as like, you know, I, I didn't know when the next tournament was happening. I didn't know, yeah. you know, no community couldn't even go with people if I wanted to. So it's kind of just me. Oh, am I going to really like go outside on the grass today it's like kind of a little wet maybe or like Mm -hmm. so many excuses to not do it Uh, and there were certain times where you know maybe that even got the best of me for a little bit but I think generally um, I've been just doing what I can and trying to work out every single day in some way there's Mm -hmm. plenty of things that you can even do I've had so many workouts even in this room that I'm in right now with not much space but you can do push-ups you can do crunches you can do squats so many different things punches even kicks so i've been just trying to do what i can do rather than thinking about what i can't do and and not and not going into the trap of thing oh i can't do my uh my sections and forms and all these tricks today so i'm not going to do anything you know just always doing something is always better than doing nothing and i have been trying my best to stay true to that and do something every day uh, and now I'm really, I'm really happy because I just got the keys to a local karate school so I can actually go and train now 
uh, like how wow. I used to. So that is very amazing. And uh, I'm super happy and grateful about that. Well, and thank you for mentioning like doing something is better than doing nothing because I have also fallen into that trap throughout this is it's kind of, oh, well, the grass is a little wet. I can't go outside. There's, uh, I can't do it down here. The house is under repair. Can't do it. Yeah. And whereas there's so many places where if you really look, you can find a way to achieve these things. Totally. And then I think that goes back to what we were saying before, really realizing why are you doing this yeah if you have a strong why then you'll be motivated to do it mm-hmm. now have you been working or learning remotely i have been learning a lot but not in the way that uh not not through the educational system you know i'm not going to to school I'm t- i took the year off uh because i wasn't the biggest fan of doing like online zoom classes oh yeah so. I, I just decided I'm going to, you know, I'm going to educate myself for a year. I'm going to work on some of my own projects, but okay. I've been, you know, I've been reading uh, every single day, like at least two hours a day, you know, just trying to get educated. I watch a lot of like um, YouTube videos, educational okay. YouTube videos on various different things. Yeah. Just being really reflective. I journal every day. So, you know, my, I feel like my education has continued for sure. I like mm-hmm. learning. I, yeah. I would say that my education has continued mm-hmm. in that sense. Now, what lessons have you learned throughout this pandemic, if any? Yeah, there's so many lessons, too. That's like one of those other things where I feel like, you know, we're really forced to learn a lot um, yeah. during the time if we are open to it. One one thing that I've been really reflecting on is how your mind can be your best friend or your greatest enemy. And it True. all depends yeah. on if you're in control of it or not. There's this quote, something along the lines of your mind makes a really great servant, but a really horrible ruler. And I think that, you know, if you can digest that, it really makes a lot of sense when we have our mind trying to rule us and and telling us all these things about yourself and, you know, making us do these different things. When you don't have control over the mind, it can just go crazy like a wild Mm -hmm. horse or something. Um, (laughs) But if you can actually control your mind, then you can do amazing things with it. And it's the best tool in the world. So I think reclaiming your mind and, uh, and, and trying to make it your friend is, is definitely something that one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot. And throughout this whole pandemic, have you learned any new skills for martial arts or anything like that? Yeah. Uh, for martial arts, I've definitely learned some new skills. I've been playing around with my nunchucks a lot, came up with some, some cool releases. I think they're cool at least. Uh, and, uh, I got some new tricks that I've actually never got before. Hey. You know, surprisingly, even on grass, um, doing some things for my yep. first time ever. A lot of stuff. And uh, trampoline, too. I like going on the trampoline. That's like oh, one of my yes. fun activities. And Same. so yeah, I've gotten a lot of new skills on all those things. That's wonderful to hear. And what inspires you to keep going? My main inspiration, you know, just for everything is I want to be the best version of myself so that I can inspire other people to do the same thing. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's the yeah. little things that we we don't really focus on, but sometimes they're the most important. <laughs> I've learned that one the hard way. And it's time for our final spill it segue called Just a Minute. I'm going to give you a topic, and your task is to talk about that topic for one full minute. Okay. Are you ready? I hope so. We'll see. All right. Your topic is trick battles. Go. Trick <laughs> battles are one of the most fun things of all time, first and foremost. I've done a lot of them over the years. Uh, one of the, my favorite ones was in South Korea. 
2016 Red Bull Kick It. That was wow. a really cool one because I got to see so many different styles of tricking. And, and that one was especially cool because it was Taekwondo based and Ooh. board breaking. Another really cool one that I've been to was uh, Hooked in Amsterdam, one of the biggest tricking gatherings in the whole entire world. Thousands wow. of people there. Imagine a gathering with thousands of people. That's crazy, right? Two big, huge rooms filled with people, some of the best in the world. So that was awesome. And I think that trick battles overall, they're, uh, they're a great way to put yourself out there and have some fun. For me, it was always something that I, I didn't really take. Um, that was always my fun thing. Tricking is kind of like my fun thing. And, and martial arts was my non or my more serious thing. Perfect. Okay, so now it's time for some of Spillet's just curious questions. These are the more fun ones. Now, what's the toughest decision you had to make within the past few months? Uh, toughest decision? I think this, okay, I'll, actually, I'll be real about this. This is an actual tough decision that I had to make. I was working on a project with some people. We had some like different you know, visions of what we wanted to do. And yeah. I had to make a very tough decision um, to basically decide who's going to stay and who's not going to stay. Uh, oh. so that was really tough. Um, that was probably the toughest decision that I had to make. Now, if you can only choose one song to play every time you walked into a room for the rest of your life, what song would it be? Dang. <laughs> for real, I would actually probably choose like some instrumental song because I think I'd get sick of an actual song if I heard it all the time. But, True. you know, just for the sake of uh, picking a song, Maybe Every Day by Logic. That song always pumps me up a little bit. I'll have to go listen to that one after uh, this interview because I've never listened to the to the clean version, of course. Uh, but, of uh, course, <laughs> of course, yeah. But yeah, that one is that one is on. What's the most interesting fact about you that we have not learned from either online or your biography? Hmm. Most interesting fact about me. I feel like well, I do put a lot in. In, in the biography, but I think as far as things that we don't talk about or that we didn't really talk too much about today, outside of martial arts, like recently, especially for the past like year or so, like a, a very big part of my life mm -hmm. um, has been meditation and like just wisdom, ancient wisdom. Um, and I've, I've been, I've been studying it actually like very deeply for like about a year now. And um, I'm actually, my college USC I'm the president of the USC Music Meditation Club, where we have different talks uh, about, you know, various topics. And, um, you know, we teach meditation. And, you know, that's something that I, I really enjoy doing and learning about. And, um, yeah, and I enjoy teaching it, too. So I'd say, like, you know, next to martial arts, that's like a big chunk of my life that I, I really enjoy learning about and, and practicing. That's wonderful. <laughs> If you had the choice between two superpowers, either being invisible or flying, which one would you choose? Flying. Why? Because it's like tricking. Girl, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I actually, I always wanted to fly. I thought that flying was like the coolest thing when I was a kid. I just thought, mm -hmm. man, I want to fly. That's like sick. So. I feel like life would also be a lot easier if you could just fly everywhere you went. It would be easier. And, you know, <laughs> even if I had the option to teleport, I would still choose flying over teleportation because I just think it would be more fun. Ooh, that's actually a hard call. But now here's a more personal question. But what were you like in high school? 
high school, I felt like I was Hannah Montana. You know who Hannah Montana is? I've heard of her. I've never seen her, yeah. but. Yeah. I mean, it was like a TV show. Mm-hmm. And this girl, Miley Cyrus, uh, she had, she had like a double life where she was at school and she was like a normal kid, you know, just like doing normal kid stuff, like regular, like problems yeah. or whatever. But then she was also nobody. She had this like alter ego. She put on a wig and everything and then was uh, Hannah Montana and it was like oh. a superstar. So I felt like a little bit kind of like a double life, you know, like, yeah. cool, I'm just like a regular kid. I just go and go to class and stuff. And and then I also have this like um, martial arts life too. Yeah. So, but I was always a hard worker though, actually in school and school was always, uh, wasn't always the easiest for me. I actually found out only a year ago that I actually have dyslexia and I didn't know that throughout like my whole schooling system. Oh my God. And like, I had so many like, ish, like problems. Like I couldn't, like I would, I would have a, lo- a really hard time finishing tests and like, I would have to just like reread questions over and over yeah. again, even though, if not, even if I knew the answers, you know, there were certain things that were pretty tough, but I just like, I remember I would study a lot and just do the best that I could. And then, you know, I found out about that about a year ago and I was like, whoa, okay. Everything makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's like a little insight. Yeah. Now, this is my favorite question probably of the whole interview. I've been waiting for this one. You've been given an elephant. You yeah. not give it away or sell it. What are you going to do with this elephant? I would definitely just try to become friends with it if I have the space. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm personally actually decided to go vegan. I'm, I really Ooh. love animals so much. And uh, I, I can't stand the idea of like making an animal just do something yeah. against their will. And uh, for that reason, I would, I would do my best to just become friends. You know, there's, there's so many amazing like animal sanctuaries actually yeah. like, that take care of elephants. You know, if I could maybe do that on a small scale, just by trying to, you know, become friends with it, yeah. then I, I would love to do something like that. Probably going to have like everyone in the neighborhood just coming to your house, just asking, Hey, can I see your elephant? Yes. It, yes. Probably. Have yeah. An elephant party. So what do you want to be when you grow up? I think at the end of the day, I don't know exactly what the occupation is, but I want to be able to serve other people and I want to make some type of impact based off of the skills that I have, probably something in martial arts or under the meditation, you know, like kind of wisdom route, but something along those lines, I would like to take, I would like to use one of those things to help other people. That sounds actually really nice. There's just so many people that would much rather take than give. You're a new addition to a crayon box. What color would you be and why? I would be blue because I like the color blue. And I mean, it really comes, that's pretty much it. I like the color blue. And, um, you know, I could, I could make up some like cool philosophical reason for that. But at the end of the day, I, I just like blue. Team Emig blue to be exact. You know, Team Emig Blue, that's the color of the Team Emig logo. So I would be Team Emig Blue. Good answer. Yeah, that would be the name of it also, Team Emig Blue. Uh, I would go out and buy that crayon box just to have this color. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is your superpower? I think my superpower is that I like to learn and that I'm very inquisitive. Now, you mentioned earlier that you've been reading for like two hours a day. What book do you think that everyone should read? Yeah, there's so many great books out there, but one that I read pretty recently that I think is, is is really amazing is it's called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. 
And it's a, it's a really wonderful book. It really makes you kind of analyze your own life. And he gives so many great suggestions to having a more fulfilling uh, and happy life. And uh, I would definitely suggest it to everybody. Hey, good to know. Is it a very big book or is it like a small one? Uh, I think it's like uh, two, 300 pages. It's an, it's a pretty easy read though. You know, it's not like, um, it's enjoyable. You know, each okay. chapter is, de- is dedicated to a different aspect of your life actually. Mm. So you can read one thing and learn about it and then, you know, go mm. to the next part. And yeah, it's like kind of broken up into sections like that. So it's, it's like one of those books that it's not like a full blown story where yeah. you have to really be, you know, on top of what's happening and stuff, but it's kind of, you know, more on like the self-help type of style. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I, I would, it's a great book and I've implemented some of the practices spoken about in the book into my own life and it's really great. So I would suggest yeah. it. That sounds like a really good book. Definitely. And now in your free time, yeah. what do you like to work towards? Work towards like projects or? Uh, like, what do you like to do in your free time? Is there any projects that you like to work on? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, free time is like, uh, especially in quarantine, it's like an interesting concept for me. Yeah. Because I guess everything is free time, right? I'm, I'm choosing. No, I'm not, yeah. I don't have to do anything. Uh, I'm just choosing to do all these different things pretty much. I think in, in my free time, uh, well, one thing I'm working on actually now, I guess uh, I'll put this under the free time category. Uh, I'm actually working this is actually the first time I'm telling this publicly. So um, it's a, a, a martial arts platform to um, connect coaches and students together so Ooh. you can find coaches. So that's one thing I've been spending a lot of my free time on. And uh, I hope to have that launched by the end of January. That's the goal. That actually sounds really smart because a lot of people have trouble finding a coach or they don't feel comfortable working with someone else. So you're on top yeah. of stuff there. Now it's time for our final question. If you could step into my shoes, what would be one question that you would ask yourself that I didn't today? I would ask, what's one takeaway that you should practice in your own life every single day? Uh, that's what I would ask me. Like, what would I tell your viewers to, to, to do? Hmm. And um, I would say, if you can do two things, then it's, they're going to be life-changing. One is spend a little bit of time to just meditate every single day. And there's so many different types of meditation out there. But if you spend like a couple minutes, even even a couple minutes, you're going to see big changes. So you know what? Let's just keep it at that. I'm um, not too many things, but let's see if, if the viewers could actually do it. One week challenge, meditate every single day, pick a number of minutes, five minutes or something like that. Just sit down, breathe. If you want to do a guided one, you can do that. But I think it's a great way to start the day. That's all the time we have. But before we go, is there any final words of wisdom you'd like to leave our viewers with? Yes. At the end of the day, it's all about adding value to other people and being a good example. That's what we should be all focusing on. And now once we're off air, where can our viewers find you? You can find me on Instagram at Danny Etkin. uh, And you can find me on any other social media platform at the same handle. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being ready to spill it with us, Danny. And until next time, Akaya out. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop there. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, 
share and get involved. Until next time, stay awesome, stay driven and always be ready to spill it. Nunchuck girl.